Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. I mean, you know what I'm going to sing, right? What? La, 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 la. I think I sang that last time. It's my favorite thing to sing if Hawaii is going to be mentioned in any way, shape, or form. You went to Hawaii! I did. You returned from Hawaii! I did. Marvelous! It was glorious. You saw all sorts of things. I went from 80 degrees Fahrenheit to 8 degrees Fahrenheit when I came home. Really? Was it 8 here? It was 8. Actually, technically it was 6. But it got up to eight. Oh, well, then it was a balmy day. Yes. <laughs> you lucked out, didn't you? My goodness. It's a good thing it was going to be tropical here, too. Yeah, good thing I brought all those layers. Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Uh, well, wonderful. Well, now you've returned uh, to our home, and you've returned to our podcast. And and what is the name of this podcast? Fuse 8 and Kate. And what does this podcast do? We talk about Hawaii. Uh, occasionally. More occasionally than not, I actually think. But uh, we also talk about picture books. Oh, yeah. And if they are good or if they are not good. Now, I'm not saying that the picture books we've been doing recently have been obscure, but they haven't been, like, maybe some of the bigger names out there. And I was thinking, we need to do a, a big name. We need to do one where, when I search for it in my library, there's nine copies, but they're not all checked in because they're still that popular. Someone we've done before, but not as often as, say, like, a Dr. Seuss who has, like, umpteen gazillion famous picture books. So I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. And what I thought about was, you left your dog behind when you went to Hawaii. Did you know? Well, we had him boarded. We didn't no, just... you abandoned him in the snow <laughs> and let him fend for himself amongst the wolves. No, uh, exactly. But I was thinking a dog book would be one uh, about, you know, the love between a dog and its owner, and uh, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out the book here. Here it comes. Here it comes. Officer Buckle and Gloria by Peggy Rathman. All right, here's the real big quiz question. Nope. Big big question. Big answer is no. You think of one book? No. We've actually done two. No. Sure, but looking at this picture doesn't give you any any clues, any hints as the other book. It's, it's a trick question. There's really no way you could tell because at least the second one was a completely different style from the first. So, remember Goodnight Gorilla? You remember that one? That little gorilla and he, and he gets out of, out oh, of yeah, and, and the, he steals and the keys and they have to walk across. It and, was the, 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 the guy who was pretending to sleep. Yes, one. he was ready to sleep so his wife would take them all back. Yeah. Like, no, my head hit the pillow and I was totally... <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's okay, all that one. Yeah, that, okay, so that was Goodnight Gorilla. And then we also did, I believe... The day the babies crawled away. Oh yeah, with uh, we had a special guest for that one. Yeah, well, hat tip to Aaron Reynolds, and actually in that book, Officer Buckle and Gloria make a cameo in silhouette uh, in that book. So you, in a way, you've already met them. But go read that book. Okay. All right. While Kate does her read, we've we've talked about Peggy Rathman before. You know, she's kind of like the Gary Larson of picture books. You know, she had a thriving career. She had these amazing picture books. And then 
one day she just disappears, man. She just stops. She's at the height of her career. She's got nowhere to go it up. She's gotten the Caldecott, and then she disappears. And what does she do? She goes off and becomes a farmer. She does. She goes off and starts farming with her husband, the fantastically named John Wick. Uh, They go off and and they farm. There was a New York Times article about them in 2018 entitled, Can Dirt Save the Earth? And uh, and yeah, so I mentioned all that before. uh, But guess what, people? I have a follow-up. Because as recently as November 2021, so pretty darn recently, there was an article in On Pasture. What's On Pasture, you ask? Quiet, you. So here's the story. So basically, these two... Peggy and her husband were teaching their cows to eat something called distaff thistle. Okay. And then they kind of figured out they could use their cows to sort of revive native grasses and vegetation. So they called themselves grass farmers. But then, then they got an idea. They changed to becoming carbon farmers. What's a, what's a carbon farmer, Betsy? Well, it's where you find ways to increase carbon in the soils below their pastures. We all know that carbon in the atmosphere is a big, big, big problem. It's being released constantly, especially with all these forest fires. Every time there's a forest fire, tons of carbon is released. This is terrible. What if there was a way to capture that carbon in the soil? Well, as it turns out, the way to do it is to spread about a quarter inch of compost on your soil. So if you do that, let's say you just spread a quarter inch of compost on just like 50% of California's rangelands, okay? If you did that, 42 million metric tons of CO2E would be offset. So that's the equivalent of all the electricity use for commercial and residential sectors in California. So long story short, Peggy Rathman is not making picture books anymore. She's freaking saving the earth. Thank you, Peggy. Hey, you're back. I am. How are you now? Sure am. Really? You sound pissed off. I am pissed off. Who are you pissed off at, Kate? This book. Why are you pissed off at the book, Kate? Because it is so anti-banana, I can't stand it. Okay. So I had like 20 different possible (laughs) reasons you'd be upset, but anti-banana did not rank. Did not even make the top 20. I I stand... uh, Amazed. Amazed. <laughs> You're welcome. Are you with Big Banana? Are you with the, like, did Big I, Banana get to you too, man? <laughs> I'm all for bananas, and this is so mm-hmm. anti-banana that it makes me infuriated. Can I just tell you a real quick story before we proceed that involves bananas? Sure. I used to live by where the New York Marathon was every year. I lived right by Fifth Avenue, and I lived near where the banana stand was, where they would give cut-up bananas to the runners. But did they take the peels off, Kate? Did they take the peels off for the runners? No. They did not, Kate. So what happens? There's Person's running, they peel everywhere. the banana, and then they just throw the banana peels down. Do you see where this is going? Did people slip? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> stick around to see. It was too tragic. You know what they give you at a 5K? Was it? While you're running? Not bananas. Pickle juice? Pickle juice. Yeah, pickle juice is wrong. And when I was at Mom's this past weekend, there was a bottle of pickle juice that was strangely unopened. Did you have anything to do with that, Kate? So this book, this book, huh? uh, Uh, The title page has this safety officer who's like writing 
um, like individual on individual sheets of paper, what looks like rules, and it says like number seventy five is never use a blow dryer in a bathtub, and number seventy six is never dry your socks in the microwave oven. So I'm thinking like if if seventy five is never use a blow dryer in a bathtub, yeah, that would have been like four for me, but sure, it'd be up there. It'd be way up. So there. what's number one? It's gotta, know, be it's gotta huge, be huge, right? It's gotta be huge. It does have to be huge. All right, so we've established. The hugeness of it. We start off by meeting Officer Buckle, mm-hmm. who lives in what I read as Naperville, <laughs> which is a suburb of Chicago yeah, it is. where a lot of rich people live. Well, and Anderson's, the great children's bookstore, is located in Naperville. So there you go. But it's actually Napville. Oh. A lot, lot less. Naperville's less cool. I just kept uh, reading it city. as yeah. Naperville. I man, I want to go to Napville. That sounds awesome. So we meet this guy who's clearly accident prone because every time he gets into an accident, he writes a rule for himself, essentially a safety tip. Well, yeah, basically he got into this job because he was so accident prone, and this is his way of dealing with his own. They don't trauma. even give him a gun or anything. All they Thank give him God for that. All they give him is a walkie-talkie. You know that his gun would just like go off and shoot him in the foot within a day if they was given a gun. Maybe he shouldn't be an officer, Betsy. I'm just well, gonna throw that out there. I'm. I. You're not hearing me disagree. You're not hearing me disagree. His job <laughs> is to go to yeah Napville School. Mm-hmm. And read these safety tips to the kids. Can you imagine how dull that would be? There's a kid holding a Game Boy. <gasps> when did this book come out? The book came out in 1995. Oh, yeah. So Game Boy is totally Game Boy totally were still around then. Yes. So let me tell you what uh, rule number one is. Oh, sure. That he reads. Um, it's to keep your shoelaces tied. That's I mean, yeah. But number one, Betsy? I don't know if that'd be number one. No. That's not the first thing I think of. Maybe maybe he has a different one through 100 every time he visits the kids. Maybe he has to keep coming up with new ones and he's like running out. I think he reads the same ones over and over and yeah, I think you're right, they actually. don't listen, which means that they constantly like... You know, trip over their shoelaces. I or... do like it's just like the next shot is a kid tripping over. Yeah, the or you know, he he had a rule of not it was standing rule on a one. He had a rule about not standing on a swivel chair, and that's what the principal is exactly doing in heels, mind you. Yeah, uh, that's on a, a roller idea. swivel on a chair, roller, and not a good one because we've seen him fall off of that very same design exactly. not a page before. So then one day, this officer gets a dog named Gloria. It's like a German Shepherd. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's apparently, he's moved from safety officer to the canine unit. Um, why was he given a dog? There's no explanation, okay. Betsy. He was just... <laughs> Could it be that she also flunked out of some essential police dog functions and they were like, just give her to Buckle. I don't Buckle know. Buckle doesn't. He, he'll just be happy she's for the quite company. smart she can follow directions maybe she, she was too smart kate maybe, maybe she was too smart. maybe that was it because mm-hmm. he tells her to sit and she can sit so he's like great i'm gonna take you on my my round not not rounds <laughs> no, it's just... only one school in the whole town <laughs> no there's there's definitely more than one school because they what? mentioned it he just is only assigned this one school that he goes or to. Or maybe this is the only school that just doesn't care enough and allows him to come. And the other ones are like, yeah, we tried the whole officer buckle thing. Didn't go down well with the students. We won't be asking him back. Well, he he does his routine at this school, at Napville School, where he reads his safety tip number one, keep your shoelaces tied. And behind him, Gloria the dog is like mocking him. <laughs> <laughs> and the, well, she's imitating him and is the that, kids are loving it yeah 
And yeah. he doesn't notice this because when he like turns around, she's just sitting normally. Why does that remind you? I'm desperately racking my brain. Uh, like... There is a Peanuts uh, in uh, oh when yeah, Snoopy, yeah, yeah 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 when Snoopy is imitating Lucy. Um, Lucy, yeah, that uh, is exactly for the uh, Christmas. That is exactly Charlie Brown Christmas. Yep. What I am thinking of. Thank you. You're welcome. So right, so the kids are just shocked and amazed by all the different things that uh, you know Glory is doing behind his back, and then I notice. Not only does is there an anti-banana, like there's a picture of a banana crossed out on a badge on his arm, uh-huh. but there's also a kid in the audience who has it on a sticker on their helmet. I'm like, okay, why are there... Oh, well, she becomes important later. Right, but why are oh, there that's interesting. two now anti-banana? There's something fishy going on. So then, uh, you know, the kids are loving everything that the dog is doing. He's loving the fact that he thinks the kids are loving him for the first time ever. Yeah. And uh, and the after the safety speech, there wasn't a single accident the next day. He got a giant envelope of thank you notes from kids from uh, Napville School saying, thanks for coming. You're, I really like Gloria. Uh, I hope you're doing well. And then he gets this note from a kid. It's cut out in a star. It has a super cute drawing. It's a very cute drawing. And it says, you and Gloria make a good team. Your friend Claire. And then she, Claire draws a picture of herself wearing... Which is downright good. Wearing the helmet with the anti-banana <laughs> sticker saying, P.S. I always wear a crash helmet. Safety tip number seven. Which is just... So she's just like a nerd. She's a safety nerd. Well, technically, and you can see it earlier, safety tip number seven says to wear a helmet when you're biking, like when you're riding a bike, but she Not the everyday walking around. She wears it all the time. Well, maybe that'll pay off later. Who knows? So word's going around town like, oh man, Officer Buckle and his dog. The hottest game in town. Yeah. We gotta get in on this. Get in on some Officer Buckle. Let's book him while he's hot. Exactly. So all these Get me buckle. schools, high schools, grade schools, daycare centers, they're all calling, Officer Buckle, we need you and your dog. And so he goes to 313 schools, Betsy. Wait, 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 wait. That is clearly not in his jurisdiction. He's going to 313 schools. Is he freelance? High schools, grade schools, daycare centers, you Home name it. daycares as well. So I'm just wondering, what was he doing before this? Was he just going to one school every day, every week? Fear that he was. And then what was he doing for the rest of his job? Filing all those papers in his office because he had so many papers just pinned up on the walls and surely they come down eventually. But yeah, this is very strange. So now he's going around town like, you know, doing this with his dog and... Mm. And Glory's making all the kids laugh. And Glory's even, like, giving out autographs in the park. She is very Snoopy. Now that you've invoked Snoopy, she's so Snoopy. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) And now we get to a point where a television news team videotapes him at a state college auditorium. State college. Betsy, please tell me what it is. That people <laughs> in the audience of this Look, it's college auditorium are wearing. They're all wearing anti-banana patches. Why, Betsy? Because that's his symbol. That's the Officer Buckle way. They had never met him until this point. No, he's, it's a meme now. <laughs> it's the Buckle meme. And But I do like the fact that when he goes over safety tip number 99... Do not go swimming during electrical storms. Mm. That the dog is illustrated with the eyes 
crossed out. Yeah, like... It's very hard to get your eyes to cross out like that. She is a clearly talented dog. <laughs> sure. Takes a lot of work. And then the officer decides to watch himself you on the news. You would think she would have seen this coming. Well. <sighs> I love he has such an old TV with like the antenna, the bunny ears. It's 95. I know, it's 95. Yeah. It's a big bulky yeah. vacuum tube. And in the mirror behind him, oh, he can yeah, that's see. clever. Yeah. So we get to see his reaction, her to... reaction, and what it is they're seeing. Yeah. And, uh, and she's not looking so proud. She, she's not looking so great. He's yeah. not looking so happy either. Meanwhile, he's got all these trophies and plaques about safety. It's all a lie. I didn't know that there he's were safety competitions out there. <laughs> And that he would have won an award because I clearly... Well, I, I don't know. Maybe it was participation awards? Maybe. It's a real low bar here. Yeah. So then uh, the principal of Napville School calls him and like, we're ready for our safety speech, our weekly safety speech where you read the same thing every week. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just don't know how to teach these kids, lady. You just want someone in the auditorium. And he goes, I'm not doing any more speeches. No one looks at me anyway. And you can read on his desk, uh, rule number 100, never turn your back on a strange dog. Whoa! Bitter buckle. Yeah. Buckle bitterness. <laughs> Officer Bittle buckle. <laughs> bitter, <laughs> Officer Bitter. Bitter buckle. Uh, let's yeah. see. Bitter buckle had a bit of, mm, yeah, I don't know sure where I'm going with that. Yeah, he's just jealous. Yeah. It's pure jealousy that's yeah. just seething out of him. Yeah. And he's like, just whatever i'm not gonna go and the principal's like well can your dog come like oh solve the wound just rub it in lady so rub it in someone else from the police station drops off the dog because he can't even at this point i think the dog may have her own car she's a very (laughs) capable dog well she's the dog is very lonely she's just up there she can't read the safety right well yeah no one's telling her anything so she's just she just sits there so she falls asleep on the stage and the audience falls asleep too and on the bottom of the page you see banana pudding hmm Hmm. banana banana pudding i say that's bad banana pudding could kill a person so because no one paid attention to the safety thing there was the biggest accident that ever happened (laughs) in the history of the school which was um the principal was putting up a giant sign that said uh natville welcomes gloria well because the principal wasn't paying attention she slipped on her roller chair because she did she's wearing did she she does not listen to officer nobody nobody listens betsy So Why does he even come? So she, because the kids slipped on this banana pudding, mm-hmm. they ran into her who was on the swivel chair. That's on She her. was holding a hammer. Whoa. The hammer flies out of her hands. Towards the kids. Towards the kids. So that's great. But the next morning, <laughs> the officer receives a pile of letters all explaining the accident. And where did that hammer land? On the girl that wrote the letter before about how she always wears a helmet. I just love the image that she has drawn of herself with the hammer just going boink. And it leaves a dent in her helmet. A little dent in her helmet, not her head. And her note said, Gloria missed you yesterday. Your friend Claire. P.S. Don't worry, I was wearing my helmet. Safety (laughs) tip number seven. (laughs) With the anti-banana symbol on it and everything. But... Just bore that out. I just don't understand what the illustrator has against bananas. You got banana pudding creating the largest accident. You got 
uh, merch that college kids are wearing of anti-bananas. You get the police officer who's not really a police officer. He's a safety officer because he can't have a gun. I don't, I don't understand. Anyway. I understand. I understand. Bananas, and I've said this up before on this podcast. I will say it again. This is not my line. I got this from someone else. Bananas are God's failed attempt at soap. No, but yes, they are delicious. God tried to make soap. No, and he ended up with bananas. They are an excellent source of potassium. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying they don't taste like soap, Betsy. No, they're failed soap. (laughs) Not even at the level. Anyway, so he gets over his jealousy. And it pats Glory on the back because, oh, he wasn't there. And so there was a big accident and and the Gloria failed. So, oh, you failed. So you're my friend now because I'm not mad at you anymore. <laughs> the heck? Well, now we're both in the same And now way. he wrote safety tip number 101, always stick with your buddy. Which implies that safety tip number 100 is still in play. Betsy, tell me what all of the kids are now wearing. Oh! Every single child is now wearing an anti-banana sticker. Well. But the kid with the helmet uh-huh. apparently got a new helmet because there's no dent in it. Yeah, she true. still has her original The original. Well, sticker. at this point, it's vintage. And uh, that's the book, Betsy. That's the book, Kate. That's the book. Hugely popular book, I have to say. Officer Buckle and Gloria uh, was a surprise to many a person when it won the Caldecott the year Yeah, it came I saw out. that sticker. It was not a front runner because it's a funny, silly book. Um, when people think of the Caldecott, they think of the great here's a, here's a book about death and dying and... <laughs> This is about a silly little book about an officer who gives safety tips on the dog. And uh, it wins. It wins. Now, back in the day, uh, New York Public Library would wear hats that would represent whoever the Caldecott winner is. So when I worked at New York Public Library, many years after this uh, ceremony, the office I worked in at one point still had their officer buckle hats, which had little furry Gloria ears coming out of them that they wore to the Newberry Caldecott Banquet the year that it won. So Were there anti-banana stickers on those hats? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of, uh, the presence of uh, anti-banana stickers. They, they may well have been there, actually. Okay. If they were going for authenticity, then, oh yeah. Can we rate oh, this yeah. now? Absolutely. Go you ahead. You go first. I like this book. Uh, I think it's a hoot. Now that we're not comparing it to other books she's done, I really, really like her other books. When this came out, um, when I read this as a Caldecott winner, I just don't know if that was a great... I mean, it's great that a funny book, a funny, just silly funny book can win the Caldecott. I don't know if this would have been the one I would have given the Caldecott, but there are a lot of things that I really enjoy about it. I don't have Kate's uh, bizarre love of bananas uh, and feel that it it's needs to bizarre. be... It's not bizarre. It's perfectly normal. It's, 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 a, it's a terrible fruit. Any case, uh, Officer Buckle, Gloria, I'm a big fan of it. I Do I think it's like the best book of all time? I don't, but I think it's a fun, healthy book. So a 6.75 from me. For me, it's a pass. Really? Uh, let me tell you the reasons. Aww. Number one, I won't remember the name. Number two, Mm. only because the dog screwed up did the officer take his quote-unquote buddy back. Number three, if the dog had killed it on stage, they wouldn't still be friends. Like, 
That, yeah, that's true. That dog would be doing his one dog show yeah. to these 313 schools, and he would be awesome, and Officer Buckle... Well, what if the dog had done a brilliant job, but no one had paid attention to what the dog was saying, and then that accident happened anyway? Well, we don't know. We will never know. Nope. No. Um, number four, how do these kids not remember anything they're told week after week after... Or maybe it's oh, daily. Oh, that makes sense Who to knows? me. Who knows? That makes sense to me. I've, I know kids. Uh, number five, there's no reason to hate bananas as much as this author-illustrator does. <laughs> Number six, finally, the safety officer gains no sympathy from me for his jealousy of a dog. So, oh, I don't know. I, I can I no can see sympathy, where he's Betsy. Coming. Really, none. None. You can't identify with Doctor. He is a grown man, <laughs> jealous of a dog. I gave it's it a very th- clever dog. Three point five. Whoa. We're practically in Berenstain Bear territory there with that that little vote there. That is low. Betsy. Yes. It is a toe over the <gasps> line classic with a 5.1. This is Yay! stupid. Why? I quit. I'm never doing another episode again. <laughs> I'll hold you that. Because it's a great book. Oh, that's wonderful news. Uh, And the people chat. And justice was done. I want to put up an Instagram vote when this episode goes out. Oh, you can all you want. People love this freaking book. On Monday, I'm going to put up a story where people can vote. Is it a classic or is it not a classic? I will be very interested in the results. And then the next slide is going to be, are you pro-banana or anti-banana? the answer is you're anti-banana because you're human. Okay. (laughs) All right, grown-up things we like. Um, so obviously I went to Hawaii. Yes, I did lots like. of very cool things. Many grown-up things. I tried narrowing it down to three things, oh, and I'll make it quick. Good. All right. Number one, if you are in Honolulu or on the island of Oahu and you want to surf and you've never surfed before in your life, check out Ohana Surf Project. Um, they are super nice, super amazing. They provide you with shoes and shirts to wear. Um, they will take pictures and videos of you. They will explain the entire process. Uh, for people who have never surfed before, we got up quite a few times. And we got so tired by the end that our instructor, Tim, put one foot on my board, one foot on the penguinologist's board, and just swam us to the shore, <laughs> which was awesome. And he did a headstand on his board, Whoa. which was pretty cool. It were amazing videos, and the outfits that they gave you guys made you guys look like you were in The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. We were like, they oh, call them, yeah, they're Mr. The Incredibles shirts. Incredible. Yeah. And man, you guys just like go up. Like, yeah. we, we claim, we were like, surely there's lots of times they failed that we did not see in the videos. As you but... get more tired, you fall a lot more. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, number two. Rainbow Helicopters. If you want to do a helicopter tour of the island, I highly recommend these guys. Um, They are highly experienced in what they do. Our pilot was named Sarah, um, which I had never, I didn't see that many female pilots. So once we got up in the air, I asked her like, how long have you been doing this? And she said, oh, this is my first day. I just watched a couple YouTube videos. And uh, (laughs) I was like, I like you, Sarah. (laughs) And lastly, if you don't want to do either of those things and you like food, check out Leonard's Bakery for malasadas. Do you know what malasadas are, Betsy? Uh, I only know this because I watched your Instagram feed. I believe there's some form of donut. They are Portuguese donuts. Mm. I'm not sure which is a greater contribution to Hawaii from Portugal, ukuleles, or malasadas, but I'm going to go with malasadas. Wow. They are these fried 
balls of balls. dough, but they're they're like huge. Yeah, they're, they're not like a donut hole. No, they're the no. size of your hand. Yeah. And you can have filling in them if you want. You can have different, um, we had like just the originals or you can have like cinnamon. Oh my gosh. There are multiple locations. Don't go to the main location because you will be in line for like three hours. Go to one of the other like uh, food truck stops and the line is much shorter. They are delicious. Highly recommend it. Excellent. Well, that sounds delicious. And now I want one. Uh, very good. So uh, mine is not like yours at all because uh, it's Oscar time. Oh, we yeah. got the Oscars and they were like all the nominations were, were announced. And so it's about the time my husband and I start watching them. And the one that got the most nominations was just a movie called The Power of the Dog, uh, which meant that as we watched it continually, uh, my husband would be like, when's the powerful dog going to come out? I wonder what powers it has. Does it have laser vision? Um, This is starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, uh, poor Jesse Plemons, who we every, every time we see him, we're like, ugly Matt Damon. Um, it's true, but he's a really good actor. And Cody Smith McPhee, who was probably best known before this for playing Ender in Ender's Game and has that weird, ethereal, kind of otherworldly quality to him that suits him very well for this film. Uh, it's based on a 1967 novel by Thomas Savage. We watched it uh, streaming on Netflix. It is great. It is highly, highly weird. So if you want to hear Benedict Cumberbatch do a pretty good American accent, much better than he's done in the past, this is the movie to yeah, see. Yeah, Doctor Strange was awful. It wasn't great. It wasn't <laughs> great. And uh, he covers himself in mud and is completely naked. So great film. Highly recommend it. And uh, the ending is so good. It has a twist ending. Did not see coming. Highly liked. Okay. So yeah, Power of the Dog. <laughs> right. It's all dog related today. Apparently. It was a doggy there and a doggy there. There were no bananas in the film, so really good movie. Yeah, I'm going to go get a banana right now. Okay, you just do that. Just this book. I'll just keep away from you because then the smell of the banana gets near me and then that's like a whole thing. So Really? Yeah. Banana smell. Nothing worse. What? It's awful. What is wrong so with awful. you? <laughs> Alright, until we don't have any bananas around, uh, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Yay! Bye! Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse 8 Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our Bananamon is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.